0: Roll up in the clip. You know what?
1: Special postgame edition of the one two six pod. We have the Minster Wildcat head basketball coach Michael mcclurg in the house tonight. Say hi, coach. What's up, guys? How are you? We're good, man. We're good. Not as good as you though big win tonight we invite Springfield Shawnee into the playground the playground the playground that only about three people call the
2: playground the guy on the radio and our announcer our girls Kevin Pregner, and that says the playground but he also says the cage he's he's kind of said both of them during girls games
1: we got to get that figured out and then I think we should go with another bad creation the playground uh theme song is when the kids come out we go we go yeah get that going (laughs) Hey, but a tough a tough game for us tonight. We pick up Springfield Shawnee. They come in on what three days' notice, a team that was averaging sixty points per game coming into the night,
2: and we held them to thirty-six. Tell us about the game. Yeah, so I thought uh, you know initially their pressure, which we knew we had, we were able to get a couple scouts on them, and we knew their pressure was big time. Um, now I thought we struggled with that early. Uh, we hit a few shots early. Um, Defensively, I thought we were pretty good uh, start to finish, but there were some, you know, they got a lot. I think They had six or seven offensive rebounds in the first half, um, and I don't think they shot it real well. Um, You know, they had had a couple open looks that they missed. I think they normally hit, but I thought we guarded them pretty well start to finish. Um, Offensively, I thought Justin did a really nice job, you know, down on the block. Um, You know, I thought the second half, we did a really good job of getting across half court which was yeah. tonight was just half the battle. And once we were able to get in, our, our, uh, in, a, in a half court and you know, kind of space guys out, we felt like we'd be able to score pretty easy and that was the case. So 90% of it was just getting the ball down the court tonight, getting in the right spots um, and guarding them. Um, I thought Brady did a really nice job on uh, number 10. Yeah. It seemed like their best player um, and everybody really did. Brian did a good job on five. Um, you know, we got, got Rid of some of mistakes we made defensively in the first half and applied that to the second half. So, the good thing about these kids is they, they're they're pretty coachable and um, making adjustments at halftime. You know they're they're they do it. You know they execute. Good point. I feel like the last month of the season, we've come out in the
1: third quarter and just taken control of the game in the last three or four ball games.
2: What's going on at halftime? What are you guys saying to them? just normal stuff really I mean it's not they just not awaken the first half and then I don't know I mean I think I think you could I don't I don't know that really thought that through that much but I think you know they're pretty good when you when you get them a couple points at making adjustments they're good at it you know and we try to keep it pretty simple for them not let it get too emotional one way or another keep it simple and make these adjustments and you're going to put yourself in a better position so
0: um. Next question.
2: What's up, Jackson?
0: So you are one of four coaches to have at least sixty games won and over a sixty winning sixty percent winning percentage. The other three are Paul Montesky, Paul Montesky, All right? Um, Dave Schmelzer,
2: Schmelzer, Schmelzi. and that's a German name.
0: Um, Virg Winglewitch.
2: Virg. Virg?
0: Virg?
1: Virg. And these guys coached in the 1950s and 40s. What about Mike Lee? Not above 60%. 59.7. Oh. Okay. So how does it feel to be in the company of Virgil Schmetzel and these other guys here? <laughs> I did not even know who those guys are. <laughs> I didn't know any of that. We bought our first program tonight, so we caught up on some <laughs> of the statistics to get us back with Dave Schmetzler.
2: Virg Wingelwich and Mr. Maltinsky. Who was the coach? So who would have been the coach in the 74-75 season? Or um, eight yeah, seventy-four-seventy five season?
0: Bill Axe.
1: Billy Axe, 49 and 14, 77% winning he So percent. he would have
2: coached the guys that won the last Mac, what which Fred Summer, right? That was yeah. Fred, Tim Boimer. There was a uh was one of the Schmidtmeyer, might have been both of the Schmidtmeyer boys. Um Yeah, so Raj was on that team, Ron Bokey was on that team. So that's who coached them. But I I like other than Mike Lee, obviously I'm not from Minster, so I have no idea who any of those guys are. He didn't know know those guys. So from
1: that team, from the 74-75 team, this comes straight out of um, Stats, Inc., a.k.a. Kurt Albers. 286 points were scored by Tim Boimer in the 74-75 season. 339 by Ron Bokey, 257 by Fred
2: Summer, and 351 by George Big Daddy Tiemann. George Teeman, that, that was the other guy. I guess he's, yeah. he lives in Finley now, I think. They were telling me because Fred and Tim and I had a discussion this week about it. So Tim scored more points than Fred?
1: Tim scored more points than Fred. Fred was a sophomore. 171 points were scored by Mark Bernhold. 149 points were scored by Terry Greiner. Mark Bernhold was their
2: point guard. You okay. tell me that. Yeah. Yeah. So how did how did Tim Boymer score more points than Fred? That's what I want to know. We should. In this season. Yeah. Yeah. Season. Yeah.
1: yeah. So we should. We should. That's co- Sarah Corona, by the way, guys. Fifth all-time leading scorer in girls' basketball history. She was a good shooter, from what I understand. We'll get her up here in just a few moments here. But, yeah, there was those folks yes. that scored that season. So if you think about, I don't know how many games they played back then in 74, 75, but just call it 20 games, you had four guys average at least 10 points a game and two others get about eight, yeah. you know, at least 10 points. A few of those guys got
2: more than that. I thought they were so good offensively. That's what I keep hearing from Raj right now. They, they, they Raj was texting Brady this week and talking about how that team would have smashed our team. Yeah, he was. <laughs> <Come> he was <laughs> all week. What? Bugs, that's Brady. Brady Holster and them have been texting all week about it.
1: So that team was twenty and two. They were big. Only losses came to Marion Local.
2: I guess George Teeman was really big. How big is big? Like Fred's huge. He's a big man. And then George Teeman was just as big. Tim Boimer's a big man. I mean, he's probably six four. Is could we get an APB out on George? Can we get him? Can we I don't get him? know. Will you get George Teeman back in town sometime. <laughs> I don't know. I, they said he lives in Finley and has a place in Texas or Florida. Or we'll
1: somewhere. work on tracking him down. All right. do that but speaking of which first time we won the mac since then
2: what's it mean to you to do that i mean actually it means a lot i thought i think it was it was important to the kids um you know it was one of the goals that as a coaching staff we had when we first took over was you know we wanted to compete for championships and we wanted to win a mac championship and um yeah, so it's pretty important. I'd be lying if I didn't say it wasn't. Um, you know, obviously the the real season starts now. Yeah. But that that part of the the grind and you know getting through. I think the other thing is just getting through the season nine and zero against. You know, when we looked at, we started five and zero, and then we had Marion, St. Henry, Fort Recovery, Coolwater lined up. Yeah. And you know when you look at that and those four really you know pretty solid teams that we had to you know kind of up against them. But I think when we were at that point, we knew we could get there. You know, we knew St. Henry was undefeated. If we won that game, you know, put us in a better position. But you know, kind of the weird thing about it too was you know you never. It wasn't until the last game where we kind of won it. We won it against Fort Recovery. We kind of like and eh, we kind of won it. We kind of won it outright. And so that game of cold water was pretty big too. So it was important to us. I think it was really important to the kids. It's something that they really wanted. Oh. Um, and so it was, you know, it was fun and a pretty, pretty good moment for minster basketball. Yeah, you don't get the champagne shower just tying it. You only no, get it for when no, you- No, that's crazy. That was
1: crazy. <laughs> and
0: when your son turns on the lights in the garage, when you're halfway up the driveway. Yeah, and
1: then I go home and take a shower. So right. for, the, for those that weren't there that evening, Michael comes over to the house. We hit him with the champagne spray as he walks in the garage he turns right back around goes back home takes a shower and comes back 10 minutes later um sure true story it was a good stuff too. yeah
2: it was kate's aunt kate's good champagne too
1: the good champagne which was purchased from chief's supermarket shout out to chiefs in uh cold i think we spent a total of about eight bucks on those two bottles uh cousin Ra- or uncle randy and i
0: um how do you prepare for the postseason and like mainly just getting out of district?
2: Um. Honestly, Jackson, I think we prepare the same way that we do the regular season. That things will be very simple. Um. You know, we'll have, you know, we'll research the teams. the The differences is like right now, you're looking at Ridgemont, Parkway, and you're kind of preparing for both of them, right? And you know, that's kind of your first game when you have a bye and then you kind of don't know who you're going to play. And the biggest thing is the quick turnaround. So we go Tuesday, Fridays. And, you know, if we're we're able to get a victory on Friday against Parkway, which is not going to be an easy um, win for Um, us.
0: You beat them by
2: 12 last time. 12, it was a really good game. You are a good player there. And they got two really good players. And um, so, you know, if we're able to get a victory against Parkway, um, you know, then you you get Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So, you know, it's a Saturday, we're all dads. We have a lot of stuff going on on the weekends. You got to get ready and get your kids ready for the next game, which is Marion or Breedman on a Tuesday. So that's probably the biggest difference is trying to get um, just the quick turnarounds of the games and how you prepare and prepare your team and get them ready to play those nights. Um, Obviously they're going to be ready, but mentally ready to play, so. You know, it's, but other than that, it's pretty much the same.
1: Everybody healthy going into the postseason play? Any any injuries? Is this you know? We scheduled this game, I, th- I would imagine, to get the kids that game wrap and get another home game that type of thing. But are there uh everybody's good? Any everyone's healthy? No nagging injuries? Feels good?
2: No, no. I mean, I think I think we're good. We uh, we've been I think pretty fortunate. We we had a couple issues throughout the a- injuries we've not, not had a COVID issue the entire year um and so you know hoping that that stays true throughout the postseason but we had um brian broke his wrist early you well know, yeah
0: in the uh, scrimmage
2: yeah scrimmage where he jumped up tried to block a ball you know whatever and then um eric um, you know, Eric had an issue about halfway through the season, so he missed two games and then AK missed one. But other than that, and then Johnny's had some nagging stuff, Johnny Nixon, but I think overall we're pretty healthy and we'll have them ready next Friday. I mean, yeah. they'll be good. So um, no, no nagging injuries. So we've got a little bit of an audience down here now. We'd like
1: to welcome any questions from the crowd that's down here. We have the fifth all-time leading scorer. Yeah. Women's basketball history.
0: Um, it's actually tied for seventh. By
2: the way. <laughs> tied for seventh. Seventh? She used to be fifth, and now Probably. Ivy Ivy pushed her out.
0: Dropping, as we say. Ivy
2: and dropped her out. <laughs> no, Ivy and <coordinated>.
0: Courtney.
2: <laughs> Ivy and <coordinated. laughs> So Pushed her back. So we, we, we had <laughs> St. Henry's former volleyball state champion. No. Runner up. <laughs> runner up. She's a runner up. Hey, so we got were a. you crew. a libero, or what were you? We didn't have
0: liberos back
1: then. No. <laughs>
2: She lost her voice cheering for the Wildcats. Right. Julie Warmeyer, folks. True.
1: So we also got Coach Warmeyer. We have Coach Albers, Mrs. Meyer. <laughs> Mrs. Meyer's in the house. We got a lot of people in the house tonight. Hey, any questions for Coach? We only get open mic night so many times. It's the first live edition of the 126 pod.
2: Oh, to hear JJ's.
1: No interest in JJ. Coach Albers, no, you... Got one. What's that?
2: Is it true that Coach McClurdy is not the best shooting coach in the gym. That is not true. Who's the best shooting coach in the gym? Coach Lewis thinks he's the best shooting coach, but he's not. (laughs) Can Coach Lewis play? No, maybe from two feet. (laughs) Elbow jumpers. Elbow jumpers. I got you all beat on this.
1: Coach Albers got elbow jumpers nailed down. I'll take the seventh all-time leading scorer in women's history on the elbow jumpers. It's pretty dangerous around the world player over Please
0: there. Stop saying that. <laughs> <laughs> i got one for you, Coach. Yeah, why don't you step up to the mic here?
1: Okay. <laughs> Coming up here to the mic here, brought to you by 49 Degrees, is questions. Julie Warmeyer.
0: Okay, I've got – first question is – first question for Michael. Um, other than being Mac champs, what's a moment during the season that stands out for you the most? One or two moments that just kind of – Stands out. Okay. Different memories, different players, certain games.
2: Probably the one, honestly, right now that jumps to my mind the most was Senior Night and beating Jackson Center on Senior Night. And you know we're kind of in the middle of that grind, um, and we and we kind of knew we were in the hunt. I believe we beat St. Henry the night before, so we knew we we're kind of in the hunt. And I was worried that our kids weren't going to bounce back, but. Our kids grinded that night, so obviously I have a ton of respect for those guys. But the way we kind of came together that night and how that game went was pretty cool. Um, I'd say the when we clinched a share at Fort Recovery in the locker room it was pretty special. Um, it's fun. Every coach was jumping. It was just fun. That was that was a fun. I think we cleaned the locker room up the right way, um, but we had, we, had a, we had a little party in there for about 10 minutes. Um, also, I kind of go back to summer. And when we first got together uh, in June, when we were allowed to uh, kind of reconnect or whatever, and then I think it was June where we are allowed to then have practices, we still weren't allowed to scrimmage. Um, other folks but other teams but we and we we kind of quit practice and we all sat in the middle of the high school gym and we sat down and we just talked about things and I felt like there was just kind of a different vibe like the kids really opened up I think they were um, because of what they had been in and the situation that our world kind of put them in Um, I don't want to get into politics right now Sarah, but we're, you know, the 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 thing the, how it affected them and the emotion that they spoke with and how they kind of talked about the upcoming season and shared some of just some of the stuff in their heads. That was probably so. There's probably three things that jump out to me right now. Um, so that's that. I guess that's the three. It's a good question.
0: Thanks. And you can tell. I just just watching them. You could tell that they're a close knit team just the way they all gel together so that's interesting to bring it back to kind of during covid still in the middle of it and how close they've been a lot of fun to watch yeah their energy and
2: so they were they were this group right now they they've always been real close um i think like just talking to their parents and even just kind of watching them they're they're they are a close-knit group got each other's backs i think they enjoy playing together like this we you know one of our, our we break every huddle we do everything with together like do it together but they truly are a very unselfish group but i think that's because of how they're wired you know together as well so that's that's pretty cool you can see their connectivity out there they're it's five guys on a string you know and you get those special teams like that and you know that's one thing that the warriors always say i don't mean to bring nba into this but one of the things that they coach hard was five, they you know, used to say five guys on a string, you know, always in, the, in, in movement together. That's hard to, that's hard to coach for a high school coach when you're dealing with kids from different grades, but with these guys, it's been easy. You know, that part of it's been easy, so. It's awesome. Thanks
0: coach. Um, next question. <laughs> All conference comes out on Tuesday. Do you think Justin Nixon will um, win conference player of the year or get on the
2: all conference team? I think Justin's going to get um, first team for sure. Um, And I'm hopeful that we get a few others in there too. Um, I think there's a lot of, I I think our starting five deserves to be a part of that. Um, I have a lot of respect for Dylan Hughes. Parkways, I would say he and Justin are probably in tandem for that top spot for the Player of the Year. Um, obviously, I would give the nod to Justin. Um, I just I think he he brings a lot. He brings a lot to our team. You know, um, his unselfishness is huge. He's uh, he's a much more complete and tough player this year. So I think he deserves to get it. I hope he gets it. Um, I don't know whether he's going to get it or not. It's going to depend on how the other coaches vote for it. Um, but I have a lot of respect for Dylan Hughes and what he's done over four years. And I think he's a really, really good player.
1: Who's the last Minster player to win MAC Player of the Year?
2: I have no idea. I would Coach Elvers. I, I couldn't tell you that one. That's one of the things I have not tracked. Uh, I would have to say Dane Summer would be probably... Or did, Dustin, did he win it? Dane or Dustin, we don't, well, I mean, that would be it, right? George Steeman. George Steeman, maybe, <laughs> up in Finland. Shout out George Steeman. <laughs> We're going to meet this GT, guy. Big Daddy? <laughs> no idea. I, I don't know. Have we ever had a MAC player of the year in boys basketball? I mean, if Kurt, Kurt Albers doesn't know, I know, that we have had one then. Well, if we haven't won the Mac, maybe you know, I don't yeah. know. I don't know that's a tough one i, have no idea. I know we've won it in girls a bunch like the mac player of the year obviously ivy, ivy's gotten it a lot and lauren shank i'm sure got it she yeah. did player of the year yeah courtney probably got it no i think courtney I got got I ivy got, I got think it that I got it year courtney, yeah huh.
1: so well, yeah one thing we also know is that we're going to get Coach of the Year. We're going to be really happy and celebrate that one too. You don't need to comment on that that statement right there, but uh, that's going to be a no brainer just as much as we think Justin making first team and and probably Player of the Year there. So that'll be yeah. a fun thing that we can celebrate. You don't have to comment on that.
2: I won't. Champagne. <laughs> shower,
1: champagne Rainer shower. Bring your raincoat. Champagne shower. Raincoat. <laughs> All right. Well, if there's no other questions. We will uh, we will shut down this edition of the One Two Six Pod. We thank I have- everybody in the audience yes no 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 we got you got something coach we thank we thank mrs meyer for clapping in the audience tonight (laughs) Hey, a lot of fun thanks for coming
2: over great season great win tonight let's keep it rolling absolutely sounds good thanks guys thanks jackson see ya
0: new york city
2: City. you are now rallying With 56, 56. you gotta love it. it. I just wanna chill and twist a
1: lot. Catch stunts in my 745. You drive me crazy, shorty. I need to see you and feel you next to me. I provide everything you need and I like your smile. I don't want to see you cry. Got some questions that I gotta ask and I
0: hope you can come up with the answers, baby.